And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll break down a big performance from a bench player and a healthy slate of streamers. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-crews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melky are here with you to get you into your weekend. And Al, let's jump right in to the news and notes. Vidal Bruhan sent back to Durham. So short-lived first stint in the majors for Bruhan. If you picked him up, if you went after him, you grabbed him, simple redraft leagues, are you holding on to him? I am because, you know, I mean, this was uh, a little bit surprising. Also, just very surprising how little reaction I saw <laughs> to him being sent right back down. But, you know, we were talking, what, you know, week two, three weeks ago about do we stash him? So just consider this to be kind of that situation. You know, go back two weeks in time and say, yeah, I picked up Vidal Brujan and he's going to play later. So, uh, you know, still worth stashing in that kind of scenario. Just can't imagine that he won't have some sort of significant role for the team in the second half of the season. Aloy Jimenez to begin a rehab assignment with high A Winston-Salem on Friday. Of course, we haven't seen Aloy since he tore uh, a pectoral tendon back in spring training. He thinks he could be back by late July. Team's not putting a timetable on it, something obviously we will be keeping a very close eye on over the next couple of weeks, months, whatever it is before Aloy is back. Sonny Gray going to the IL with a ribcage strain. He might not actually miss a start. You see this a lot around the All-Star break where a guy will go on the IL just to buy a team uh, an extra roster spot. It's not like Sonny Gray was going to pitch any time this weekend, so maybe nothing to see here. Tony Santillan, in the meantime, Back up, going to pitch out of the bullpen. Joe Ross also going to the IL with right elbow inflammation. He met with a doctor on Wednesday. Not super concerned, but elbow inflammation, always something that is going to have us at least a little bit on edge until we see that pitcher back on the mound. CJ Crone cleared concussion protocol after, after being hit in the head by a pitch from Riley Smith, so all good there. Very happy to hear that. Brandon Nimmo feels better after receiving treatment on his sore shoulder. Was going to be available off the bench for the Mets had that game been played on Thursday. So hopefully this is not another situation where Nimmo is going to have to miss some time. And then Blake Snell, supposed to start Friday, but he might not still dealing with the after effects of food poisoning. Al, let's get on to our standouts from Thursday. This first one I was there to witness in person. Brad Miller, three homers. And let me tell you, Al, no doubters, all three of them in person. There was just not a doubt off the bat that these ones were leaving the yard against the Cubs. This was his first start in more than a week, uh, playing first base, giving Reese Hoskins the night off. And Brad Miller had actually played pretty well earlier in the season. Is there anything to see here or just, hey, the dude took advantage of his one start out of however many he's going to get? 
There might be something to see here. I mean, his playing time patterns have just been very odd this year where there have been periods where uh, Miller's played close to every day. And then, as you just mentioned, not playing at all prior to this game. Uh, maybe this gets him an opportunity. But, um, you know, I uh, you know, I don't know uh, really uh, what to expect going forward. I will say I, I feel some responsibility because I cut Brad Miller from my new team right before this game. <laughs> there you go. Could be simple cause and effect. I seem to have that <laughs> that effect. So I don't know. I think, uh, you know, in a league like that, not a new league where uh, it's daily lineups, uh, maybe there's there's no harm in keeping him stashed in the event that you can use him once in a while. But if I say that I know what the playing time situation is going to be in the second half, I am lying to you. Yeah, if his playing time picks back up the way it was in, like, May, I would get back on board. But just surprising that they veered so strongly away from him, given how well he was hitting when he did have a semi-regular role for the team. Carlos Santana going deep twice to run his homer total on the season uh, to 15. A 373 OBP, 48 runs scored, 50 RBI on the season. The dude's always going to hit for power. He's always going to get on base, but always also seems to go a little bit overlooked, just having a really strong first half this season. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Um, he we could be the first time we've talked about Santana all season long because he's just so reliable in that way. So you know he's got to do something special like a two homer game for for us to really pay attention. But yeah, he uh, he pays off in those ways that maybe we pay a little less attention to uh, with the uh, the run production and getting on base. Uh, but yeah, just a reminder, he's there, and uh, <laughs> maybe your league mates are undervaluing him a little bit. I think we're going to hear his name quite a bit in the next couple of weeks. Could easily see him being someone who is mentioned and eventually traded in this trade market. Danny Duffy in that same game, five innings pitched, four hits, one run, three walks, and five strikeouts. And Al, you're looking out ahead. A very nice uh, schedule for Danny Duffy, assuming everything stays on schedule coming out of the break. He will face Baltimore, the Brewers in Milwaukee, and Detroit for his first three starts. Is this someone you're thinking about adding if he's available given those upcoming matchups? Well, I, I think I would, but uh, well, he he's pr- it's going to be probably either the Orioles or the Brewers, not both the way the schedule is set up, um, most likely. So I'm kind of rooting for him to get like maybe the first or st- second start out of the gate so that he starts off um, with uh, the Orioles and the Tigers as his first two starts. So mm-hmm. that's something maybe to pay a little attention to. Uh, if, if you're uh, thinking of streaming Duffy, but I'm slightly concerned because even with this good performance against Cleveland, the swing and miss just isn't there as much as it was before he went on the IL. But um, somebody who just you know knows how to pitch and certainly with the right matchups is is worth rostering and using. Always a streamer and someone who maybe even if you're not going to aggressively pre-add him, someone who you can maybe add just as a streamer if and when some of those good starts come up. Logan Gilbert, speaking of good starts, probably the best one of his young career. Just one hit across seven dominant innings against the Yankees. Eight strikeouts, no walks. This is the Logan Gilbert we were promised. Great to see him uh, having such an awesome start uh, as his last outing before the All-Star break. Yeah, and uh, you certainly like seeing this against the Yankees, uh, even though it was at home. Uh, I mean, if you really wanted to be nitpicky, you could say, oh, well, you know, it's a home start. But I don't think Logan Gilbert has anything left to prove to us here in the fantasy community. Uh, get him if he's available. Start him if you got him. 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, a fun guy to watch, I think, over the second half. Mariners, maybe not going to treat him with kid gloves. Maybe there's a little bit of an innings limit as we get closer and closer to the end of the season, but they're going to let him go and grow and see what they've gotten him and learn at the major league level, all those good things as they've already uh, going to be casting an eye eventually toward 2022. Frankie Montes with a nice little start against the Astros, 10 strikeouts in six and two-thirds innings, gave up just one run on five hits. And a walk. He's had decent starts against Boston and San Francisco. So we're talking about three teams that all appear comfortably headed to the playoffs and certainly going to be in playoff contention. All three have pretty good offenses, especially this last one going up against Houston. How are you feeling about Frankie Montes going into the break, Al? Much better, much better. I mean, yeah, that's a tough string of opponents that he's faced. And while the the previous two starts weren't great, they're certainly you know if you used him in fantasy for those starts, you you almost certainly aren't regretting it. And then he gives you a great start against the Astros. So I'm not quite at the point where I am with Logan Gilbert, where I say, you know, just plug and play with Frankie Montas. But I think you do look to see if he's available. And I think uh, you watch him very closely to see if he does get to must start status. Definitely could make his way there. Something that we would absolutely welcome in the fantasy world. We're also welcoming a nice outing from Jay Happ, taking advantage of a good matchup against the Detroit Tigers. Eight strikeouts in seven innings. Did have to dance around eight hits and a walk in those seven innings. Gave up three runs. So wasn't the cleanest start, but you love those eight Ks. And uh, hey, seven innings, three runs, Jay Happ. That's something you're going to take all day. He also had a nice start against uh, the Indians at the end of June. So Jay Happ, at least on the stream radar, Al, when he's got these matchups. I think so. A, a different story, obviously, than Frankie Montas, uh, where, you know, Hap, Hap has succeeded in the spots where you figure he's most likely to succeed. But that's a step up from where I think most of us have been viewing Hap for this 2021 season. So, you know, it may be time to upgrade him, uh, you know, mentally for us uh, from, you know, stay away to, mm-hmm. hmm, you know, intriguing streamer when the situation's right. All right. And last, certainly not least, this is just a fun story. If you haven't seen it, Go see it. Daniel Camarena making his second appearance for the Padres. We're talking about a relief pitcher here. A 28-year-old relief pitcher hit a grand slam off of Max Scherzer. So just a a fun story. Uh, There's great video of his family reacting in the crowd. It's just really fun. One of those great things we love seeing in sports. Definitely go check that out if you haven't seen it already. Even if you have seen it. It's just a fun way to start off your weekend. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, let's also start off your weekend with some pitchers to stream on Friday. Al, got some pretty good options here on this Friday. The first two facing each other, Alex Cobb and Marco Gonzalez. You could easily get in on either side of that game. You could maybe even talk yourself into streaming both of those guys. Paulo Espino going up against Logan Webb, another one where potentially you could get in on either side of that game. Cole Irvin and Jordan Lyles facing each other. Maybe you want to talk yourself into either side of that game. Zach Thompson is taking the ball against the Braves. Kyle Freeland taking the ball in San Diego against the Padres. Maybe that can be a little scary with that offense, although Freeland has looked pretty good over his last three starts, allowing just one run in 17 innings. With all these names, Cobb, Gonzalez, Espino, Webb, Irvin, Lyles, Thompson, and Freeland, plenty of options. Which one would you be prioritizing? 
By the way, I'm going to toss one more in there. Oh, uh, okay. Nesta Cortez getting a start against the Astros in Houston. I think with that matchup, I'm going to stay away, but at least that's a that's a sit and, and watch uh, one for Cortez, see if he maybe gets more starts. But of the many, many starters that you mentioned, uh, Alex Cobb absolutely is a must start for me here. And he's, I mean, you want to talk about availability for streaming. He's out there in so many leagues, and he's got amazing peripherals. He's got a 31.1% CSW rate that's called in swinging strike uh, rates combined. That's an elite level. Uh, he's getting grounders at almost a 60% rate. He's not giving up barrels. Uh, the only blemish is that he's he's not stranding runners, which is not entirely his doing. And, uh, you know, he's got a great matchup at Seattle. So that that's just a must start in any kind of situation. I think I'd stay away from Marco Gonzalez. Um, and then from the rest of that group, uh, I like Cole, Cole Irvin. Uh, at Texas, again, another good matchup. Irvin's been very good lately at 263 ERA uh, since June 5th. Um, not a great swing and miss rate, but uh, not giving up a lot of contact on pitches in the zone, which is always good to see. Zach Thompson against the Braves. That's, um, you know, a, kind of a tough matchup. And Charlie Morton going on the other side. Maybe you skip him if you need a win. But uh, Thompson's been great. Might be hard to find him available, but if you do, uh, I think he's pretty much right up there with Alex Cobb in terms of uh, you know needing to use him. So a, a lot of great options. I think just by default, I pass on Paulo Espino, uh, yeah, Logan Webb either. just coming off the IL. Uh, too many options here. But uh, Kyle Freeland, I think I'd skip him, but I'm certainly watching that one closely to see if he can make it a fourth really good start in a row. Yeah, we're basically on the same page here, and I will just add, watch Logan Webb closely. He's been a guy who's been useful to us earlier this season when he was uh, healthy, so someone who potentially could be useful once again in the second half of the season. And we wrap up uh, this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15 by looking ahead to the first fab period of the second half of the season, projecting to who we might be claiming over the weekend. Alex Cobb definitely going to be in that mix, as you said, Brian Goodwin, Ramon Arias, Starlin Castro, Tyler McGill, Nestor Cortez, your guy who you maybe want to stream against the Astros, Al, and maybe Kyle Freeland. I mean, he could be on the radar too. Who is someone that you're going to be going after out of this group? Who's like the one or two guys you want to beat the drum for? Uh, for me, it's it's absolutely Cobb and McGill, uh, and that's regardless of how Cobb does uh, on the, in that Friday game. Uh, he's just shown enough this season, and uh, you know I checked before the show here; he's out there in my twelve teamers, so I definitely want to add him to those rosters and make him a streaming possibility in future weeks in those weekly leagues. Uh, McGill's been really impressive so far, so those two are head and shoulders above the rest. As far as Cortez and Kyle Freeland, I'm just watching to see how they do on Friday, and if mm-hmm. it goes well, then. Uh, you know, maybe make some contingent bids on on both of those pitchers. Not really excited about any of the hitters, but yeah. uh, the three you mentioned, Goodwood, Arias, and, and Starlin Castro, uh, I could certainly use any or all of them in my 15-teamers. So I'll see if they're out there and uh, place bids accordingly. Yeah, again, we're on the same page here. Castro, we talked about whatever episode that was when we were doing the stock watch. It's Friday, you know, guys. We're just uh, we're getting through it. Um, but he's been he's been hitting, he's been swinging the bat well lately, and you know he's got the the middle infield eligibility. So, uh, Starling Castro, definitely someone who I think could uh, should maybe could and should find his way onto rosters in 15-team mixers. And Brian Goodwin, 
at the very least, he's going to be playing a lot for the White Sox over the foreseeable future. Maybe only his poor play or the return of Aloy Jimenez could change that. So for the time being, if you need at-bats in the outfield, Brian Goodwin can provide them and can provide them in a lineup that we think should be producing more overall than it has in recent games. That's going to do it here for us on Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you can give us a rating, a review, all that, we would greatly appreciate it. And we would love for you to have a great weekend as well. For Al Melkier, I'm Michael Beller. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.